Hello and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Your mind is the greatest gift God has given you. That's why today we continue with a series called Rethinking Your Life. In these lessons, Rick shares nine biblical pillars we need to reshape our minds so that we can become more like Jesus Christ. But first, if you're ready to live the abundant life Jesus promises, then you'll be excited to know that Pastor Rick created a brand new Bible study called Rethinking Your Life. This study will guide you into a deeper relationship with God, allowing you to see your life through His eyes, apply His wisdom, and step into a life of purpose and joy. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by just texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with the final part of a message called, Why You Need to Think About What You Think About. Number nine, the last pillar in rethinking my life is this. Rethinking my life to match how Jesus thinks. That's what we wanna do, learn to think like Christ does. Rethinking my life to match how Jesus thinks is called repentance. Repentance. Rethinking my life to think like Jesus thinks is called repentance or repenting. You know, in this series, I wanna recover a great, good, positive word that has lost its meaning in our world today. I don't know where it happened, but repentance, repenting is a negative word, it's an ugly word, it's a violent word today to most people. When, you, when I say the word repent, most of you think of some weird guy with a sandwich sign <laughs> saying, turn or burn, the end is near. You're gonna die and fry while we go to the sky. Turn or burn, repent, repent. And, and whenever you hear this word, it's like people are shouting it, repent! And it's like a violent word. Friends, the world's idea of the word repent is totally wrong. This is the most positive, transforming word in the world. It is the secret to everything you want in life. The, the happiness, the fulfillment, the, the connection with God, all of a is in the word repent. It's not a hammer that people battle people with. But today, somehow, repent has become like a word that really ugly people use to be ugly to other people. That's not what the word means at all. The word repent comes in the, in the Bible, in the Greek word, mean, is the word metanoia, metanoia. Noia. Meta means to change or about. It's to reverse, like a U-turn. Meta, change. Noia is from the word nous, which is the Greek word for your mind. Do you know what the word repent means? It means this, change your mind. That's all it means. The word repent means change your mind. A lot of people think the word repent means stop doing bad stuff. It doesn't mean that. There's not a single Greek lexicon on planet Earth that if you look up the word repent, will say, stop doing bad stuff. It doesn't mean that at all. That's the fruit of repentance. That's the result of repentance. Repentance simply means 
to change your mind. Metanoia. You're thinking this way, and now you think this way. And it is the most positive change in life. I used to think guilty thoughts. Now I think forgiven thoughts. I used to think damnation and discouragement. Now I think life and peace. I used to think stress. Now I think of serenity. I used to think of hell. Now I think of heaven. I used to think of no meaning, no purpose in life. Now I think of meaning and purpose in life. When I repented, it was the most positive change in my life. If I had understood all of the benefits of changing my mind about God, I would have done it earlier. I know a lot of people who'd say that. It's the most positive change in the world, turning from darkness to light, turning from no hope Hopeless to hopeful. It, it changed my mind. When I repent, what does it mean? I change my mind. Metanoia. What do I change? I change my mind about everything. I change my mind about God. I see him as he really is, a loving father. Not some, you know, dictator in the sky or any of the other misunderstandings of God. I change my mind about God. I change my mind about myself. I changed my mind about what matters in life. I changed my mind about what's important in life, what's valuable and what's not. I changed my mind about death. I changed my mind about the purpose of life. I changed my mind about love. I changed my mind about everything. I changed my mind about you, about me, about how we're to get along. I changed my mind literally about repentance is a lifestyle where I more and more begin to think like God thinks and less and less think like the world thinks. It is the most positive, transforming word, and I want to take it back because it's not about turn or burn. It's not something you yell in anger. Repentance is the most positive exchange where all of a sudden I used to think, God didn't love me, but I realize he does. And all of a sudden, I used to think that God was mad at me, but now I know he's mad about me. And I used to think that there was no really meaning or purpose in life, but now I know that God has planned all my days. And all of these things, these benefits, come from repentance. Metanoia, it simply means to change your mind. I love the amplified version of Acts chapter 3, verse 19, because it gives the true meaning of repentance. It says there, Repent and change your mind and return back to God so that all your sins may be erased, blotted out and wiped clean, and so that times of refreshing and recovering and reviving may come from the presence of the Lord. Anybody here need a little refreshment in life? Anybody here need a little recovery of joy in life? Anybody here need a little reviving of your spirit in life? You know where all that comes from? Recovery and revival and rejoicing and renewing and refreshing and revitalizing. You know where it all comes from? Repenting, changing my mind. All of a sudden I start thinking, I'm gonna believe the truth, not the lies. I'm gonna believe what's right, not what's wrong. I'm gonna believe what God says about me, not what everybody else says about me. I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn my mind. Metanoia, change of mind. And I invite you to go with me on this journey in the next weeks. We're going to rethink your life. Because a lot of things you've thought about your life are flat out wrong. And not only that, they're self-defeating. 
and they're keeping you locked up in a self-imposed prison that God doesn't want you in. You let your parents put you in those prisons or partner in a prison or peers or professionals. You let somebody put you in a prison because you start paying attention to what they said, not what God said. And it's time to change your mind. It's time to repent. It's time to rethink your life. I don't know that when I've been more excited about a series because I know that if we can change the way you think, it's going to change the way you feel. You're going to feel a whole lot better. And if it changes the way you feel, it's going to change the way you act toward other people, toward yourself, toward God, and everybody else. So this series, Rethinking Your Life, is really a series on repentance, on what it really means to change my mind. I used to think this way, but now I'm not going to believe that lie anymore. I'm going to think this way because the truth will set you free. And it's true, and it's positive, it's transforming, and you get all the blessings that come with it. Now, one last thing I want to say. In in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, at the very beginning of that book, Jesus sends a letter to seven very famous churches that were in Asia Minor. That would be, today would be modern Greece, uh, uh, the Eastern European bloc, and Turkey. And, and Jesus sends these seven letters uh, to these well-known churches. One of those seven churches was called the church at Ephesus. This is a church that has a legacy. It's started by the apostle Paul himself. You don't get a better ped- pedigree than that. There's a book in the Bible called the, book, the letter to the church at Ephesus. It, it was pastored by the guy Paul personally trained, Timothy. So the pedigree of this church, this is a world-class church. It's made history. It's had a great legacy all around the world. This is a great, great church. And in Revelation 2, Jesus says this, verses 2 and 4 and 5. Jesus says to this church in, in Ephesus, I know your good deeds. In other words, you've done a lot of good in the world. He's saying this to the church You've done a lot of good. And he says, and I know your hard work. You guys, you're hard workers. You serve the Lord. You do the right thing. He says, I know your perseverance. He says, I know what you've put up with. I know you've even put up with suffering. I know you've put up with persecution. But then he says this, but I've noticed this. You don't love me as much as you used to love me at first. That's heartbreaking. This is a good church. He says, you you got so many fine qualities. But you know what? Jesus says, you don't love me like you used to at first. You kind of lost your passion for me. You're doing all the right things. But, but, But you've lost your love for me. That's heartbreaking. You don't love me as much as you. Let me ask you. Do you love Jesus as much as you used to? Was there ever a time in your life where you were closer to God than you are right now? Oh yeah, I can remember when I was really close to God. So you're you're admitting there was a time when you were closer to God than you are right now. Yeah, yeah. Then you know what you need to do? 
you need to change your mind. And you need to have revitalization and revival and renewal and refreshing and all those things that come from renewing your mind. Now here's the rest of the verse. He says, you don't love me as much as you used to at first. So, and then he gives three things. Remember, remember what it was like before you fell away. Number two, repent. Change your mind and attitude. Okay, get that, get a checkup from the neck up. And number three, return. Return to doing the things you did with me at first. Now let me just pause here and make a little aside. This, these three steps are the key to revitalizing your marriage. Just gonna make this a little side point here. Have you lost your first love in your marriage? and you don't have the fire in your marriage you used to have in your fire, then you need to do these same three things. This is how you restore a, lost, a lost love. How do, you, how do you restore a lost love? I don't love my husband, I don't love my wife like I used to. What do you do? First, you remember. You remember why you married them in the first place. And you remember all the good times. You remember the fact that they stuck with you through thick and thin, and they're still with you. And you remember all the good things. And you distinctly forget the bad ones. I'm choosing to forget the bad ones. But you remember why you married in the first place. Then second, you, you repent. In other words, you change your mind. You start acting loving and thinking loving. And you know what? The feelings will come along. If you say, well, I'm waiting to feel it, and then I'll do it. No, they won't ever come. It's easier to act your way into a feeling than to feel your way into an action. Just start thinking loving thoughts towards your spouse. Change the way you think about your spouse. Stop being so critical. Stop being so critical. And start saying, you know what? They're still with me. They've hung in there with me. That says something. Old faithful is not the tallest geyser in the world, but it's faithful. And, and then it says return and do the things you did at first. You know all the stuff that caused you to fall in love? You just stop doing that stuff. You don't go out on dates anymore. You, 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 you want to return to love to your marriage? Date your mate. Do the stuff you did when you were falling in love. Spend time together. Get flowers. Have fun. Have fun together. You, you can have work and take the fun out of your marriage. Now, those principles that I just gave you for restoring the lost love in a marriage are how you fall in love with Jesus again. You remember you repent, and you return. First, you remember. Do you remember what it was like when you first came to know the Lord and the excitement and the energy and the specialness and how you spent time with the Lord and everything was fresh and new and, and you remember feeling God's closeness in your life and you had never felt that before. You need to remember that. And then you need to repent. You see, God, I, I, I've allowed my mind to wander. And I've thought about everything else except you. And I want to I change my mind. I want you to be number one in my life. And then you do the things you did at first. You read your Bible and you pray. And you get involved in a small group. And, and, and you do the things that you did at first that you kind of stopped doing. Trusting God. Asking God in prayer for things. You don't ask God in prayer. You just go buy it yourself. If there's ever been a time in your life where you're closer to God than you are right now, you need revival. 
you need restoration. You need to return to your first love. You need renewal. You need recovery. And all of these are available in changing your mind. So as we start this new series, I want to invite you to take these three steps that he gave to the church at Ephesus. I'm going to take them, and I want to invite you to take them with me. And together, we're going to remember what it was like when we were closer to God. We're going to repent and turn our minds and thoughts and stop letting other people fill our minds. Fill our minds. Spend more time with God than we do watching TV or social media. And return and do the things we did at first to your first love. Would you bow your heads with me? Would you pray in your heart? Would you say, God, I, I, I want to be close to you again. Say, Lord, I want to be closer to you than I've ever been before in my life. I want to fall in love with you all over again. Lord, that is the cry of my heart, that you will renew and refresh and revive my relationship with you, bring revival in my life through this series. And God, I, I, I want to repent in the true meaning. I want to metanoia. I want to change my mind. I've allowed a lot of things of the world in my mind, and they're not correct. They're not right. I want the truth to set me free. I want to change my mind about you, about life, about what matters, about what's important about how I spend my time, how I spend my money. I want, I want to think like Jesus. And I want to return to doing the things that I did with you when I first fell in love with you, Lord. If you've never opened your life to Jesus, say, Jesus Christ, come into my life right now. I invite you in. Make yourself real to me. I want to learn to love you and trust you. Father, I pray that this series will be life-changing for all of us, that we will renew our minds. We will be transformed by the renewing of our minds as we rethink our lives. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you, or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know about Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, do you ever feel like the abundant life Jesus promises seems just out of reach? Well, you're not alone. Many people feel that way. That's why Pastor Rick created a brand new Bible study called Rethinking Your Life. It's a groundbreaking experience that will challenge, inspire, and guide you to a deeper understanding of your purpose and faith by helping you transform the way you think. 
As you study along with Pastor Rick, you'll learn how to think like Jesus so you can overcome temptation, conquer discouragement, and understand the purpose behind pain. With 143 full-color pages and a soft-touch vegan leather cover, this study is a journey into a deeper relationship with God. Let His Word transform your mind, allowing you to see your life through His eyes, apply His wisdom, and step into a life of purpose and joy. If you're ready to embark on a journey that will transform your life, then request your copy of Rethinking Your Life today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the life-changing Word of God to people at home and all around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, I love getting these letters from you when you write in from all around the world. My prayer is that Daily Hope will bring that hope that we find in God's Word to people in every nation. Here's a note from one of our listeners who actually lives in India. Uh, Dear Pastor Rick, It's a great honor for me to share how I get blessings from the Daily Hope devotional every day. It's already been a year and a half that I've been reading the Daily Hope devotional, and I thank God for these. I also share these devotionals through social media, like Facebook and WhatsApp, and I send the daily devotions to 40 different pastors and 50 different lay leaders and to some of my church members and friends. I send them all over central India and to almost 500 people across the country. Thank you so much for this Daily Hope devotional, and may God continue to use every reader who have been called by God for his purposes. With blessings, Reverend Lankem, pastor of the Kuki Baptist Convention, Manipur, India. Well, I love how a pastor Lampkin is using Facebook. He's using WhatsApp to share these devotionals with hundreds of people in India. Do you realize that when you tell anybody about this broadcast or when you pass on the the written devotional, uh, you're actually partners with us in sharing the gospel all around the world. And the Bible says that as partners in ministry, we will share in the rewards together. Now, this is something anybody can do. And if you haven't thought about it, start making a list of people you could tell about Daily Hope. You could do this. Anybody can do this. And if you go to our website, PastorRick.com, you can share it by broadcast. You can share the devotional. You can share it on social media with just one little click. Do you realize how easy that is? We're trying to help you help share the gospel, which God has called all of us to do. Our ability to reach people all around the world is a direct result of your prayers your financial support, and your willingness to tell others. So from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say to you, thank you. I love you, and I thank God for you. And join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.